0: Hello there, listeners, and Merry Christmas. It's your favorite GM, Gary, here. And guess what? I am not alone. Hey, y'all.
1: This is uh, the other Gary, the voice of Schaubert and uh, of a different character, which you'll see momentarily. Um, Just wanted to tell y'all happy holidays, and hope y'all are doing all right out there. Want to also give a shout out to Nee and Henry, who are out there listening
2: and this is John. I'm the voice of Diego. So hopefully you're having a very wonderful Christmas and, and I hope you're having a happy new year. To all my family and friends, you make it really great.
3: Hi, this is Philip, voice of Renly. Yeah, I just want to say happy holidays to everyone who listens. Thank you so much. We've done this for a couple of years now and every, every episode that we make is, is, is fantastic. So I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody
0: and keith the voice of cabal did want to be here this evening but he couldn't join us but don't worry we do have a special guest here for this special christmas episode and as we're still thanking our fans i do want to give a special shout out to andy tran who happens to be one of our biggest fans of the show so hi andy while we're thanking people i think we do have some other people to thank philip
3: yeah no i would like to thank midnight syndicate for the use of their music you can find them at uh, midnight syndicate dot com
0: and we would be nowhere without the ambient sound that Sword Coast soundscapes provide you can check out their stuff at youtube.com slash soundscapes
1: and if you want to try to follow us and see our individual social media accounts or you want to see some artwork come by and check out www.diebytheswordpodcast.com
2: and also don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to us at all right i think it's time to
0: get into this christmas special episode Let's go, go, go.
3: Excellent.
0: (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Here we go. Merry Christmas, everybody.
2: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. <laughs> and We're listeners, you may have it. just heard we have a uh, a special guest for this episode. Richard's back with us.
4: I Yay. love,
3: I love so much. <laughs> he's he's a he's a great guy. So uh uh it's been Christmas. How, how's how's the baby's first Christmas?
5: That's going all right. Um, he's got two to go to. He's got my parents uh, Christmas Day and then Noel's parents afterward. Uh, the day after. Um, he's doing good. We think he's going to fit in his Christmas outfit just the right size. It's hard to predict ahead of time. But I think ah. he's going to fit it. So well, it's what? always like, hard,
0: to, hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah.
5: This kid, man. So he's a preemie. So he was first percentile in weight when he was born. In two months, he's moved up to the 18th percentile in weight. Wow. That's good. And and he eats like it. He just doesn't stop.
2: He's got a lot of growing to do. That's good. Yeah.
5: He's he's on a good start.
0: Just wait till he's a teenager. Then you won't be able to stop him from eating.
5: Yeah. I know what I did to my parents. So I know that I've got that in for me when he's, you know, when he starts hitting that age. Oh, yeah. No. They're locusts, the teens. Yeah. So you have the pizza for the family and then the entire pizza for the teenage boy that he has for himself. Right, right. And then you come back later. I'm so hungry. You had had your own pizza. Why are you eating ours now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I was a teenager, my family, uh, including extended family, used to call me the uh, human garbage disposal because anything that was left over on their plates, I would eat.
5: Yeah, I got the same name. I had the same same behavior pattern. So,
0: well, I grew up with brothers. So, um,
3: we were all like that, and it was it, it was more of a, a a battle to see who could you know finish it first, so they could get the seconds. Otherwise, you're
5: out of luck. <laughs> yeah, it was like that with my uh, my younger brother. My youngest brother was was he's uh, like five years younger than me, seven years. I'd have to do the math. He's a lot younger than me, but my middle brother is just a year and a half younger than me. So he and I were in that same category.
0: Yeah, the crazy part for me was before it was me. As the garbage disposal, it was my dad, which was crazy to think of now, considering he was like five, 6 120 pounds. Mm. But he ate all the time and never gained a pound. Sometimes it can be deceptive like that. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be now where I look at food and I gain weight. <laughs> 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 Ain't that how it
5: be? So thanks for having me on, guys. I love Christmas so much. I'm so happy to do Christmas things. Uh, it's such an Advent leading up to it. it is such a beautiful season. Mm-hmm. And then many may not know Christmas isn't over on the 25th. It goes all the way through Epiphany. Or, That's right. This or is or true. Theophany of, or Theophany, if you're Eastern Orthodox. No, no, I'm
3: Catholic. <laughs> it's three. It's Three Kings Day. <laughs> so it is an actual season. It's not just a single day.
5: Hmm.
3: Do you do the do the Advent wreath and all that
1: stuff?
5: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. We always meant to do the Advent thing, but
5: we never did. Yeah. And it's great when the priests are all dressed in pink for uh, Rose Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
3: Um, I am having a Christmas drink. I got eggnog and rum.
2: Oh, oh I, think- I am did envious. You- I don't have eggnog. <laughs> I-, I don't either.
1: Every year I say I'm going to make my own eggnog ahead of time, like a few months out, like from scratch, but I never do. And here I sit with no eggnog. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, there's stores, but um, yeah, yeah, I just buy it from Brahms. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, this perfect.
2: I mean, that's right. Note to self: plan better.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you knew we were doing the Christmas episode. You could have had mulled wine, uh, Wassel. What? I don't. I don't. I don't know what Christmas other other
0: other Christmassy drinks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. See, I just went with the usual. I just went with usual beer.
3: Mm. Is it um, Christmas beer? Is it like Shiner Cheer? It, it's, oh, God, Car- I love that. it's
0: Carbock Love Street.
2: Mm. Mine's at least flavored. It's black cherry flavored. Does that count? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't know that black cherry is a Christmas flavor. You could call it cranberry. Oh, yeah! Uh, it's,
2: it, it's 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 cranberry near adjacent. There you go.
5: <laughs> If you mispronounce it strongly enough, then you kind of get there. Well, I mean, you have to drink a couple to start mispronouncing it. Uh, Challenge
1: accepted.
0: Just call it like holly berry juice or something like that. I don't know. Make it Christmassy. So I
3: don't usually have... Holly berry juice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't usually have, you know, make... Eggnog and rum. I just thought I'd do it because we're doing a Christmas special. And when I uh, first poured this into the cup, I panicked because it does not like each other. <laughs> no, they,
2: they, they, they tried to separate. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't try. They did separate. It was, It was. yeah. It's one of those things where to do it right, you have to stand over like a low temperature pot stirring it for hours, I'd bet. Yeah, no, I just got a spoon and it's, it's, it's fine. For now, just keep, mm-hmm. yeah. just keep stirring <laughs> as a as a very wise woman once said, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> very true. Um, I just don't want to get, a, a you know,
3: a chunk of eggnog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, please, please keep it smooth.
0: You don't want to swallow <laughs> the egg?
5: No, 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 no. <laughs> it's reconstituting itself in the broth.
0: Mm-hmm. See, it's
2: reverse I- aging. <laughs>
0: I'm cool with I'm cool with eggnog again. I want to have it again. But I used to work at Starbucks and we would do the eggnog lattes at this time of year, which tastes great. Love the eggnog latte, but the sound it makes when you try to steam eggnog, I never <laughs> I never want to hear that sound again. What does it sound like?
4: Imagine.
0: It sounds like um, screaming.
3: Oh, <laughs> you mean like make making waffles in a waffle maker? <laughs> oh, at least
1: it's not like gross. Like. Uh...
0: but no just like standing right over it as you're steaming the eggnog and it just sounds like screaming right in your face this is very unpleasant
2: it's to bring back the memories of halloween is what it is (laughs) yes
3: that that lovely halloween
1: drink
2: eggnog Mm, i wonder (laughs) if
1: anybody's noticed that they haven't heard keith yet
2: oh oh
0: yeah yeah we do not have keith this evening he was supposed to be joining us but unfortunately he uh, uh could not make it but that's
2: all okay right. yeah that's there's okay
0: still,
3: there's still four of us um We've but still got
0: a good group yeah
3: we uh we may not have all the peep you know characters you know we need but that's
2: okay <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, i'm not playing a cat um... <laughs> that's
0: true you you do bring up a good point there of uh unlike our typical episodes we are not playing our usual characters so you will hear a whole bunch of new characters for this episode very true except um i I picked the bard. I mean, it's not a scald, so
3: true. Yeah, this is this is uh...
0: it's in the same cul de sac. It is. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to introduce the characters, or do you want to do it in story? Uh, we can go ahead and introduce the characters that we're playing. Uh, we are doing a Christmas themed episode, so it's a whole whole different story. It'll be a break from our Carry and Crown adventure. Um, so not Christmas- spooky. It's not. No, th- there may be ghosts.
3: Oh, well, it's Christmas. What's Christmas without ghosts?
2: Right, exactly. So Home Alone—that's what it is.
3: It <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, is it going to be a Home Alone themed? Or, uh, are,
0: are we? The, are we the Wet Bandits?
5: Please, please <laughs> no, let us be. No, the I bad. don't want to step on a board <laughs> with a nail
1: in it.
0: Uh, I mean, I have a tarantula walk across your face?
1: Mm, take a paint can to the nads? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> My dog. Iron,
0: an iron to the forehead. Uh, yeah, none of that. Although that would be really fun to set up in game if I could create all that. Yeah. Yeah. I even tossed around the idea of doing like a Gremlins theme because I Uh-oh. love Gremlins this time of year.
3: I love the Gremlins.
5: Me too. But,
0: uh, but no, once we get into the story, I'm sure you will figure out exactly what the theme of this one is.
5: Okay. I doubt it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been listening. So you know how bad we are at picking up clues.
5: Press X out.
2: <laughs> I need Scooby Doo. There's just no clue here. <laughs>
0: Scooby Dooby Doo. There's no clue. Uh-oh. So
3: I guess I can start with mine. Um, I'm playing uh, a bard. Like, a, yeah. Derm- Dermot the Bard. So that rhymes with, with a certain little green Muppet. So I think I'm going to attempt. A Kermit the Frog voice. It's
5: bold. Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: Good luck with that.
3: Thank you. I've been practicing. Not really. But, <laughs> but really. All my life.
2: <laughs> please, someone be playing Miss Piggy. Please, please, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Richard, who are you playing in this one?
5: I'm going to be playing Ruan Cuttrol. He is a human ranger-hunter
0: ranger dash hunter
3: oh i do want to clarify it is not a frog person are there frog people in DD? and that's of something course. else we're playing DD, not pathfinder uh, that is yes true. there
2: are frog people okay
3: but i'm a human i'm, uh, I'm a human just uh
2: just
3: okay. this is what he
0: keeps people.
5: telling himself yes <laughs> i'm human i'm
3: human i'm human i'll be um. a
0: real boy <laughs> But yes, as Philip did mention, this will be a break from Pathfinder as well, as we are playing that other game, 5e, for this adventure. Are we not allowed to say the name? I mean, it's Dungeons & Dragons. People know it. What When I say 5e, <laughs> they know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Gary, who are you playing in this adventure?
1: I am Nacian Sorthog. He is a hill dwarf druid, and uh, the description of him here, <laughs> it says... He's chubby with a wild beard that looks to never been combed. His clothes appear poorly cared for, and he rarely ever wears shoes. So basically, it's me during this pandemic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or me, you know. <laughs> no, it's not to wear shoes. Probably most of us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Shoes are a must.
0: I'm not wearing shoes now, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? My toes are wiggling.
0: <laughs> I hate shoes. patas. Okay, it's well. Gone.
2: All right, so I am playing uh, Udelan Koli. It is a high elf wizard, and I'm kind of a middle aged wizard, so expect for a little bit of aged wisdom here. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I, somebody else has been working on an accent too. Yeah,
3: no. Right. Come, come through, Mister Hal.
0: Thurston Hal the Third.
1: I've actually tried to been working on one two in the car on the way to and from work, and uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how I do with uh, accents today. Uh, I recently did a voiceover gig where I was uh, doing some English dubbing for a Russian action movie. A Russian action movie? Yes, it's called The Conquest of Siberia, and uh, I'm basically playing every character in the movie. <laughs> well, okay. Now, well,
1: congrats on the gig. And when do we get to watch this? I like I like how you you you
3: started with that L word because you were going to say laugh at it, weren't you? (laughs) No, no. Come on. It's a Russian English dub movie. You can giggle at it.
1: (laughs) I mean, can't wait to see it on how did this get made, but
0: (laughs) listen to how many times uh, you can spot my voice in the movie. Yeah. It's Liam Neeson. (gasps) It's Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there there are a couple of other actors doing a couple of the roles, but I'm the majority of the the characters because it's a very strong like male cast because it's like Russian military. Um, did
3: did you do lady voices too?
0: Like, no,
4: I'm a Russian lady. <laughs> they
0: they did bring in female actors to do the female roles.
2: Well, that's good. Definitely a good thing.
0: Yes. Now, if it was probably like a cartoon or something, then they might have had me try to do
2: other voices. But... Yeah. I want to hear Ren and Stimpy in Russian. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it just lends itself to Russian. It does.
2: You idiot. <laughs> da. Da, it's what we do every night. Take over the world. Well, that's oh, wrong. That's wrong... <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Wait
1: a minute. Off topic. That's, Wait. That's what do you think Ren and Stimpy is? I want to find out what this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one more uh, side note to help round out the party a bit, I will also be throwing in the voice of a halfling rogue named uh, Every Giudi. Every, every Russian? You, like Every
3: <laughs> He is now Russian.
0: <laughs> every Giudi.
3: Every Giudi dance now. <laughs>
2: That's I the Thank you. We drank vodka first, right? No, no. Vodka. Vodka? Vodka. Vodka.
0: Of course, Richard is better at that accent than I am. Well, (laughs) You see, Ivan, you hold gun like
5: this, you never miss for for fear of losing fingers.
0: (laughs) The funny part is, one of the characters' names is Ivan in the
1: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Only
5: one person is named Ivan in a movie made in Russia. You don't say... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he Shocked. is a
0: host- he is a historical character because this movie is based off real events. So. Oh, I will say the movie is actually pretty good and it's quite intense. They had some really great special effects in the movie.
4: Hmm.
0: I'm just worried that you know by having my voice in it, it's cheapened it some. But
3: hey, come on, man, don't say that.
0: <laughs> well, if if I was playing like one character the whole thing, then maybe. But having me do all of these characters, like, I just hope I hope it turns out okay. We did go and see the Monster Hunter movie. Let us
1: know what you think when you see it. (laughs) It wasn't
5: very good.
0: Yeah, Most most movies based on video games aren't very good.
5: Yeah, I could go into a whole spiel about it, but they got some of the details right, but overall the tone was very confused and not consistent with the Monster Hunter tone.
0: That's sad. Yeah. I'll say uh, probably one of the only uh, video game... Movies that I've really liked. Well, I I like like the early Resident Evil movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like the more the first Mortal Kombat movie. Well, this was produced by the
5: guy who did the Resident Evil movies, and so that's kind of part of the problem. Is it has a Resident Evil vibe for like the first half of it, mm. and just like that's not Monster Hunter at all.
0: Yeah, Silent Hill wasn't that bad, if I remember correctly. I only saw it once, so I may be mem- remembering incorrectly.
3: Yeah, it was. I, I, I you know, I love the Silent Hill games, but it was only I. Right. Hmm. And then the awesome Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. Bob Hoskins should have won an Oscar.
0: <laughs> I mean, just the fact that it was Bob Hoskins. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was, was a movie unrecognizable as Mario Brothers, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still watched it all the time, though.
5: Man, you can imagine man. my disappointment as a kid. Like, oh, yeah, Mario movie. Like, what is this? What is this? But
0: the, w- which which was worse? The Mario Brothers movie or the Street Fighter movie?
5: I didn't see the Street Fighter movie.
3: Ha, oh it's my ancient. god. Uh first of all, Raul and M Bison. Yeah. Amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it didn't really have a plot much. <laughs> no, no, it didn't.
3: It no, didn't do that. no. It was bad. <laughs> yes, but I that yeah. I put that up there with Mortal Kombat and bad movies that I'll watch it again and again. Oh. <laughs> you know, it I was fun really for
2: bad. what it is, but it was like, uh, we fight now. Okay. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the Mortal Kombat movie. You can
3: love things and they can be bad. I love the Masters of the Universe movie, and it's terrible. Oh, makes, me the, makes me think of the
5: stories in the Mortal Kombat games where it's like, Two allies are having a scuff up, so of course they have a fight to the death to resolve it to keep this plot moving.
0: (laughs) I mean, obviously, that's what you have to do.
5: Yeah, I mean, we're disagreeing over whether we should go right or left, so obviously, you have to break your spine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) reasonable.
0: I mean, it it heals back immediately.
2: Yeah, (laughs) two rounds, and we're done. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you want McDonald's or Burger King today? I don't know. Let me break your jaw first.
2: Left side McDonald's, right side, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, that was a that was a tangent. Fun little tangent, which we tend to go on. But anyway, so getting into this adventure.
5: Adventure time.
0: Adventure time. That could start a whole new tangent, so let's not.
5: Let's not. <laughs> I have opinions about that too.
0: Hmm. Anyway, so this adventure begins in a town called Grace. It's a snowed-in town spreading out around the steep hill at its at its center. You the heroes arrive to deliver a package of herbs to the town physician. It's late at oh, night, yeah. but your instructions are to deliver the medicine immediately upon arrival. You knock at the door of a small house, causing snow to crumble off the frame as it rattles into the empty night. You hope you have the right place. Your instructions were to deliver the package first thing, no matter the hour. The directions were spotty at best, but this bundle of rare herbs are for a particularly sick child, so here you are. After a pause, the door is opened by a man who is clearly worn down by difficulty, but who smiles at you nonetheless. Oh, hello. You must be delivering the physician's order. I'm Mr. Cratchit, but you can simply call me Bob. Please, come right in. What a terribly appropriate name. Inside is a cramped home that has clearly been worn down over the years by use and love. Multiple children turn to stare as you shuffle inside, all except for a small boy who is slurping soup and sitting between his mother and an elderly man with a white beard. The elder rises to greet you. Did you travel through the night to get here? It's very kind. I am indebted to you. He takes the bundle, hands over a small bag of coins, and confides under his breath sadly I fear that these will be not much of use now poor Timothy has only gotten worse and might be beyond what help dry plants from the last harvest can do Mrs. Cratchit raises a hand to push back errant hairs oh you you must be exhausted would you like some soup
5: I would love some thank you
0: yes kind lady please have a seat (laughs)
5: It's rather cold outside.
0: Oh, yes. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful that you've, you've trudged all the way through the snow here and through the bitter cold. Please, uh, warm yourselves by the fire. Make yourselves comfortable.
5: So, uh, Ruan does exactly that. He takes the uh, suit being offered to him, finds a place not too close to the fire, but close enough that he can, you know, be at the edge of the warmth.
2: Udolin um, moves over to the fire and stares at it longingly. Doesn't change his gaze and looks at the, or doesn't change his gaze and he says to the lady, "My dear lady, what is the issue with your child?" Unfortunately,
0: we we aren't completely sure. He he just keeps getting worse. He can barely stand on his own, and I, I fear that he won't be with us for next Christmas.
5: Ruan is visibly saddened at that news. But he doesn't say anything. And uh, we're not an earshot of this poor little boy, are we? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to make it!
3: Sorry, kid! (laughs) Dead Tim walking. (laughs) So, I'm I'm, going to take a shot in the dark and say, this is a Christmas carol.
4: (laughs) Sounds a bit
0: like it.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, how did you ever make that guess?
2: The Cratchits
0: <laughs> Actually it was the herbs. The herbs. Uh, you know. Yeah,
3: that should have known. I yeah.
1: thought we were going to be Christmas drug dealers at first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a party. Uh I mean honestly, I was hoping that you would guess that it was a Christmas carol, but knowing, you know, past experience there has been some like blatant softballs just lobbed your direction that <laughs>
2: Swing and a miss. <laughs> That's fair. So when does Rudolph show up? <laughs> die hard, right? We're, yeah. we're in die hard. Die Ooh. Hard.
3: So I guess, yeah, no. Um...
2: I'm not falling off the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Tie Dermot... yourself
3: the fire hose first. Ah! Dermot is, is actually going to decline the, the, the offer of food. Um, he sees the meager, the you know the meager combinations. They're already taking some. He doesn't want to take away from them. So, um, and he is going to actually go up to. Uh, is it is it Tiny Tim? Do we address him as Timothy?
0: You can say Timothy.
3: Yes. He goes up to Timothy and um, tries to, you know, make him feel better. He's a bard after all, and he's like, so Tim, are you a uh... Excited for Christmas? (laughs) Don't laugh at my voice!
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely.
5: You're lovely. I was laughing with enjoyment because it's so great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. We're good.
0: Timothy hears you speak and he just instantly bursts out laughing. (laughs) You have brightened his spirits by just saying words to him. Well,
3: Dermot's face face crunches up really tight.
4: Hmm... (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know that you know that Kermit face. Oh yeah, yeah. you know that Kermit face. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, uh, thank you sir, um, for 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 being so kind and speaking to me. Um, I think if I could just have one thing for for Christmas this year, it would be peace and happiness for everyone.
1: Yep, that's a that's a really good wish.
5: That's a really modest suggestion.
1: <laughs> like, oh, can't do that. What's your second choice, kid?
5: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's aim our sights down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, if if I I can't have that, then um, how about me, you know, not being sick anymore and being able to live a, a long, happy life?
5: I promise you will accomplish that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say that's that's
3: just a notch that's down. Like, Hello. <laughs> <how about, laughs>
0: I mean, if, if I can't have that, then I guess a PS5 would be fine.
5: <laughs> also unobtainable. <laughs>
2: yes. We don't have electricity here.
0: <laughs> Let's go back to the peace on earth thing. Well, sir, if, if you can't get all of those other things and you can't find the PS5, then I want an official Red Ryder Carbon Action 200 shot range model air rifle.
5: <laughs> Ron stands up and walks up to him. I'll go and get one for you, and I'll be back with it. Um, aren't you afraid you'll shoot your eye out? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lid somehow. <laughs> of course, the ranger. Eye out. The ranger
3: <laughs> is like, sure, kid, guns. Guns everywhere.
5: You see, he has an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> ranger does. You just now noticed.
0: <laughs> Did you shoot <laughs> your eye out?
5: <laughs> yeah, but a bit of character. It's a good conversation piece.
0: <laughs> anyway, as you... Uh, are talking to your hosts. You hear the town's church bells begin to ring. The hour is late, but the bitter wind carries with it a strange sound over the snow. Each chime of the bell is echoed by the clattering of chains dragged across wooden floors.
2: It's an
5: odd hour for sanctuary.
2: <laughs> I've got a hunch this is a different story. <laughs>
0: Stop it. <laughs> so you hear the chains and the church bells. What do you do?
5: This is crash it. Is that a normal sound at this time of night? What sound? The 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 bell and the chains. You you don't hear those.
0: Well I, I hear the, the church bells. It is eleven o'clock.
3: You I I, I also I heard chains as well.
2: Hey man, a... I heard them too. Yeah. Eudelin is going to go to the w- door and see what he can see outside that door. Right.
0: As you look out uh, through the door, you see a pale translucent man appear at the edge of the light streaming from the window. He wears a heavy coat wrapped tightly around him by a great chain that fans out into the snow and darkness. He slowly raises his gaze from the ground until your eyes meet before he begins to speak. You have done a good thing this night, but much more is needed. So much more before the night is done. The church bells toll as he continues. My name is Jacob Marley. I knew Lord Ebenezer in life, and I am committed with him every misbegotten act of greed and malice. As recompense, I now wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link. His eyes turn back to you and he seems to solidify. It is too late for me, but perhaps not for him. He has prepared for many years to slip the noose of old age and become immortal. but to do so will cost both his soul and the town of grace far more than the simple chains that bind me. Yet there is still a chance for grace. For tonight, Scrooge will be visited upon by three spirits. For his sake, he must hear what they have to say. But there are dark creatures who want to claim Scrooge's soul. If left to their own devices, they will undo the spirit's work. All of you must find your way into Scrooge's bedchamber before the final stroke of midnight. There you will encounter the spirits and must push back whatever foul beings show themselves. This is the only hope left for Scrooge and for Grace. I repeat, you must all be within Scrooge's bedchamber by the last stroke of midnight. As he speaks his final words, his body begins to fade. The distant church bells toll the eleventh stroke. As that final bell reverberates through the street, the ghost dissolves like smoke blown away by the echo. You gaze up from the snowy street and can see the Lord Ebenezer's manor sitting atop the hill at the center of grace as the final bell fades into the night.
3: So what you see at the window? And, and the party is the only people that saw this.
5: Nobody else saw this?
0: Nobody else saw it. It's just the party.
5: So, so, so Mrs. Cratchit, you normally have operations appearing outside your window
0: operations i'm, I'm I, I believe you must be t- exhausted <laughs> um do, do do you need rest here
5: <laughs> uh, i feel like we're in a hurry but uh, the soup was plenty thank you uh, I, I, I do have a question
0: who was jacob marley uh, jacob marley um he was lord ebenezer Scrooge's uh business partner
3: i see well that's who came? Who the apparition was? He identified himself as Jacob Marley.
0: I wonder why Marley's spirit would be wandering outside our house.
5: Well, he, he told us that we needed to do something to stop a certain Ebenezer Scrooge. Did, did he say Scrooge, or am I making that up?
3: No, he, he, says he Scrooge. said
5: Scrooge. Yeah. The, the The
3: beauty with this adventure is there is no copyright. It's in the public <laughs> domain.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> He told us we needed to stop a certain Ebenezer Scrooge before he did something irreversible that would harm your city.
2: And you. So we need to do this. Yes, by extension. (laughs) Well,
0: um, then don't let us stop you. If you must away, then... Would you like some soup for the road? Uh,
5: I believe I have had plenty, but I promise we won't let anything happen to your cute little town here.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. I think. And Rua's,
5: Ruan's already out the
1: door. Yeah.
5: Yep. Dermot follows.
1: Nacian was getting nice and relaxed by the
2: fire so he <laughs> reluctantly picks himself up and follows too. He
3: puts back on his
1: boots.
2: <laughs> yeah. goat walks out the door with them, tagging along somewhat behind.
5: So Ruan has already got himself perched atop a, like a little snow mound like dramatically scouting the area to see if he sees anything
0: untoward as they approach the manor. Okay. As you push towards Scrooge's Manor, street by street, the falling snow fills your tracks behind you as you skirt around the large angel fountain in the center of the market square. What is your passive perception? Mine would be 12.
2: Uh, mine is 11 for Eudelin. 14. 17.
5: Ooh, we got a badass. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and what is Every's? Oh, his is not good. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so those of you who have a passive perception higher than 14, notice that the snow is at least a foot thick here. You almost didn't notice, but the angel fountain appears to be broken. In fact, most of the buildings you pass by look like they are in need of repair underneath this blanket of snow. Uh, As you all continue trudging through the snow, you eventually reach the road to the hill. Ahead of you, the street shines with fresh snow and begins to climb back and forth up the hillside in a switchback. As you draw nearer, though, you realize it's not snow that's glistening, but ice. The street looks less like a road and more like a frozen river running from the top of the hill to the very bottom. As you near the hill, a wall of ice sits in your way. A horse-drawn coach sits at the base of the hill with the empty harness hanging frozen in the air. Ice has flowed over it, leaving a small mountain of blue pooling in the middle of the street. What do you do?
3: So, uh, are you saying that this is going to be rough terrain to try and get up the hill with all this ice?
0: Yes. Mm.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean... I walk in the grass to walk around
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish to uh, circumvent the uh, difficult terrain entirely.
0: Basically, you're you're going up these switchbacks on this hill, so you've basically got like a drop off on the other side of you, and Here. you know mountain wall on the other side. So it's just like this high piled up bit of ice that you'll have to so, get over.
3: So Scrooge lives on like a scary, scary mansion. Like it's it's. Basic, there's probably thunder cracking behind it, and it's those switchbacks just up, go up all the way to the mansion, basically, right?
0: Basically. All
3: right. Well, I mean, the only way there is up, so we can either climb or
5: try and go through the ice. Yeah, Rowan is going to break out the uh, ice climbing gear that definitely was on his character sheet when we started this adventure.
2: <laughs>
0: was it really <laughs> no, I,
5: was hoping, I was hoping you'd hear the writing sound of me writing on my paper
2: furiously writing at this point oh. I was
0: like remember I have access to all of your character sheets so I can tell you
2: uh, Udalin is going to use his core staff as a pole to help climb, make his way up the ice
1: and I assume we're probably going to be making some ability checks to get up the ice
2: Yes. So I can cast I
1: guidance for everybody.
5: That would. What be does great. that do with this system?
1: Uh, for this system, uh, with you touch a willing creature and they roll a d4 and add the number to their ability check of their choice. Nice. It's Very a cantrip, so I can cast it at will.
5: Is there anything I can do with survival to aid my chances?
0: Um, not really. This is mostly just a, like athletics would be. What you're looking for in this situation? Okay. Uh, and since this is our first roll of skill checks, and we are playing this five E system, if you have the little asterisk by your any of your skills, that means you're proficient in those. So that means you get to roll twice. You get advantage.
5: So, okay. So Rowan's gonna tired of sitting around looking stupid, so he's gonna roll athletics to try to jump up with the guidance given to him. Okay. Alright, so my total is uh, 17.
0: 17? That is enough to get up and over.
5: Right, and he flips and jumps and says, thanks for the guidance.
3: (laughs) He's flipping and jumping on ice. (laughs) So this is athletics, not acrobatics. Correct. Gotcha.
0: Mm -hmm. How far is this? It's not a huge jump. Up and over. Or, I I mean, climbing up and over.
5: I would offer to hand a rope down to y'all to help, but apparently I don't have one.
3: I've got a, I've got a lute, a lyre, and a banjo. Maybe we can tie the strings together.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have a set of traveler's clothes, which I don't know is if that's what I'm wearing or not. I'm just going to hold my uh, staff down. And say, Grab one of this as you make your way up. Okay. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go next. I don't
3: have a, a bonus to athletics, but let's see what happens. Eighteen.
0: Ooh, that's enough.
1: All right, Nacine will go next, and he actually has less than a bonus. He <laughs> is a negative one.
0: Uh-oh. Yes. grab onto the stick.
2: Oh, thanks, man. And he is 14. That's enough. Udilan is a wizard, therefore he is not very strong. He will definitely need help because he's at a minus one. So he grabs onto the stick and rolled an eight.
0: So is
2: that that's with, a, a D that oh, uh, four. No, hold on, let me get the D four. Ah! I got the four on the D so four, so that's twelve. Which that's is just zero. enough.
0: It's just enough.
2: Ah. <laughs> with great heave, Yudlin makes it up.
0: Uh and then every follow suit going up last this little halfling just scampers up the side of this thing with a twenty-three. <laughs>
2: Show off. You don't have to show off.
0: All right. So you're all up and over this mass of ice, and you look up to the first stretch of street and find it mercifully smooth. As you head down, you hear a crunching sound from the roof of a closed shop as you pass by. You look up to see snow and shingles falling towards you. Make a reflex save or it's uh, dexterity save. Make dexterity. a dexterity, make a dexterity save.
5: I don't see reflex on this sheet at all. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's, there's no reflex. It's all dexterity. I
0: have to after retrain my brain. <laughs>
5: 11.
2: 11. Okay. I got a 17. 17. Got a 12. Usually gets a 15.
0: Okay, and every gets a 17. So anyone who rolled below a 13 will take full damage. Anyone who rolled above a 13 will take half damage. As this avalanche falls from the roof of this closed shop. And full damage is a whopping 8 points. Half damage uh, is 4.
5: <laughs> so what we get hit in the head by shingles?
0: It's snow and shingles falling together.
5: So is it so cold I- damage or bludgeoning damage? Yes. More blood. Oh. <laughs> so I'm assuming Ruan can't see anything because he failed to save, so he's covered in it. <laughs>
2: he got uh, shingled.
0: <laughs> those of you who can see, give me an investigation check.
2: Ooh, I got a 20. Um, I got a 7. My investigation gets it a. Uh, Udalin gets a 23. With oh, wait, no. I investigation. get advantage.
5: Okay. While you're looking, Ruan's like, Can you believe one of those things went and landed directly on my head?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Eudelin, that's enough to notice that as you look up at the roof, you see these large furrows dug into the snow as if someone is taking this huge shovel into the shingles and the ice. However, there are no footprints in the rooftop snow.
2: Well, gents, it looks like something up there tried to knock this over us, but I don't know what. I don't see any footprints. But are our,
3: so, our footprints being covered by the snow anyway,
0: also? I mean a little bit behind you, but you We'd be, be able to like, see if something. Yeah. Like directly behind you you can still see them, but a little bit further back is getting covered. Okay. So they're not like instantly covering up.
5: Rubbing the top of his head, Ryan says, Looks like we got a mystery on our hands, gang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. Jinkies. <laughs> As you start up the next far easier street, you notice a gap between a store with its windows frosted over and a cobbler's shop. Hidden in the shadows between wooden buildings is an alleyway paved in stone steps, strangely untouched by any of the ice, providing an easy path upward. Or you can continue forward.
1: Which looks to be the easiest, like less physically taxing, because that's the way that Nacy and I'll go.
3: That's the way, yeah,
2: Derma's going to go too.
0: Uh, The alleyway would look the easiest.
2: You, Dolan, would suggest the alleyway. It's easier. All right, let's take
0: the alley. All right, taking the alley. You head into the alley, hoping for a shortcut. Not even halfway up the steps, three silhouettes appear ahead of you, outlined by the dim light reflected off the snow. The largest and most cantankerous one waves a knife, growling, Toll! Your coin or your life. Well, h- how much is the toll? Forty gold pieces. Uh, I, I'll, I'll pay that. I mean,
5: I got the money.
1: Yeah, man, you don't gotta be so rude about it either.
5: I mean, we don't really have time to be wasted with this, so I'm just, am just gonna pay up. Fine. Give it here then, and he hands it over.
2: Be on your way.
0: All right. Bye. M- Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> then you too. As they start walking away, you hear like it's basically three teenagers. They're like, I, I, I can't believe they fell for that. We just got money, <laughs> and they
1: scamper off. Hey, Mister, outside the tavern.
3: Hi, Mister.
0: Mister. All right. So you've now paid forty gold pieces to the thugs in the street.
2: I don't want to be sending
0: any kids home with black eyes on Christmas. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sends the wrong message to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right.
5: Also,
3: those kids had really deep voices.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Troll, Troll kids.
0: kids. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all doing steroids in school now, so. Uh.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. So you continue to move through the alleyway, emerging on the other side.
3: Wait. Hold on. Okay. I hear that if you do steroids, it shrinks your dickens.
0: uh giving back a hero card
1: (laughs) never that's the other game
2: does that make it a short story
1: (laughs) besides it's not your dickens it shrinks it's your jingle bells
0: all right everyone's gonna
5: drink one of his healing potions to recover
0: from the uh, the bad
5: jokes and also the shingles that which
0: which was more painful Uh, definitely the joke (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right alright well as you continue to move slowly up the frozen road you near the summit reaching the last of the switchbacks the smooth surface gives way to a chaotic mess of ice that has consumed the turn like a rushing river frozen as it has surged around the bend so this is a yet another rough terrain area to get across this one's a little bit harder to cross than the previous one.
1: Alright, I'm going to give guidance to everybody again. Uh, little guy,
5: every you seem you to seem to make it look easy last time, right? You go first this time.
0: Okay. <laughs> you said we get the guidance as well this time? Yep. Okay. Uh, so he basically just skates across this glassy surface. Uh, that is a 28. Does he
3: do like a triple lutz, double yeah. sow cow?
0: Yep. He does like, you know, he's does like the, the spin and then skates out and does the triple axle into a double toe loop.
5: <laughs> toe pick. That's why well, well, we can't hit this guy anywhere without him showing off.
2: Must be nice. It's awesome. Uh, Yudlin will try to use his quarterstaff to push his way across. Hopefully, he won't fall down. We'll see. Uh, that and it's um, athletics. Yes. Uh, he gets a 14. I thought it'd be
3: acrobatics because you're trying to stay up.
2: If I fall, it's acrobatics. <laughs>
0: you you do fall. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to whichever he says, no, no, not like that.
2: <laughs> so All wrong, right. dude. So wrong.
3: Okay, I'll go the next. Sucks. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Seven. <laughs>
2: you, you face plant. <laughs> no. <laughs> not good. That'll teach you, young mm, snapper Yeah. Do so, I take
3: damage for that? No. does yeah,
0: it have fallen. Do they, like, need help getting across? (laughs) They'll need to make acrobatics checks or athletics checks to stand up Um, and continue their way across.
1: What if they just want to scoot across like a seal?
0: (laughs) I mean, they could do that. They would just move slowly, and it would take time.
3: See, with acrobatics, I got a 21. Do you stand up? Do I have to try again? Yup. Oh, boo. Um, Also, does does his uh, bonus go away? Since I kind of used it already?
0: Um, my guess would be yes, because it's probably just a one-time use thing, right? Yeah, I have to cast it again
3: on you. Mm. And I'm already in the middle of the yeah, the obstacle. Okay, so Touchy I'll try again. Eleven! You fall again. <laughs> and then uh, to get up, it is uh, fourteen.
0: You struggle a bit to get
3: back up. So just like my feet just keep... Sliding backwards. Yeah,
0: it's like you you can't find any any grip to to stand up or moving.
2: Udalin got a fifteen for standing up.
0: Okay, you stand up.
2: And he's going to try to see if he can get across this thing. Uh, no, no, that's not going to work. He got a, he got a, a wonderful five.
0: <laughs> you fall back down. <laughs> Go back down.
3: How close am I to Richard? Can he you know stick his Staff out and do we just grab it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Everyone do that. Yeah. Uh, it would be a. I would guess that'd be like a dexterity check to grab onto the stick as he goes by. Uh,
3: it was on an 18 and it rolled onto a 9. But with my. Oh, wait. No, I get. I get advantage for acrobatics. Ha. Huh. Hey, natural 20.
0: There you 25. go. 25. All right. So you're back up.
3: Mm hmm.
0: And then. It, Udlin will try. Come back over and try to get you guys to... Oh,
2: okay.
5: <laughs> Ryan's going to make his attempt while this is going on. Oh, he rolled fine. He rolled a... 23.
0: Yeah, he's good. Uh, Every makes it back out to the middle to to get Udlin. Of course, the problem is Every is so small that I don't think he could pick you up to
2: or, like, carry you or drag you. <laughs> Luckily, Udlin got a 16 on his standing up this time. All right, so he's up. <laughs> he's up. Let's see if he can slide across this thing.
0: So, uh, Every is going to basically guide you.
2: Uh, if he assists, that means I, I, he gets to roll as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need the assist because I got an 11.
0: <laughs> uh, I definitely assist.
2: Uh, that helps. 17.
0: There you go. That's enough.
2: <laughs> Thanks for helping the old guy across the street. <laughs> no problem, Grandpa. <laughs> Damn
1: it. Nacy's going to make his attempt to go, and that is a 12. Uh-oh.
3: Well, you get to cast guidance on yourself, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, 12 falls. <laughs>
1: oh, boy so then 13 to get up i guess
0: you struggle to get up
1: <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa. and then i guess i'll try to continue to make my way
0: okay and that's 16 just enough to to get across
3: <laughs> i'm hearing the nutcracker suite playing in the background just <laughs> us trying to get up that you know this this slippery slippery patch it's falling down just the grace reminds <laughs> me of the
1: nutcracker
2: i was r- hearing you know benny hill but that's yeah.
0: okay <laughs> I, I was only thinking more benny hill but
2: it reminds me <laughs> of
1: that time philip where it snowed at work when we were working and we had to stay overnight and we played the uh-huh. fun, slipped all
3: over the place yep that was a bad ice storm
1: yeah it was
0: so you've all made it across the icy glacier that is on top of the sill
2: It was definitely an effort.
0: Definitely an effort. You've wasted quite a bit of time.
3: (laughs) It is 1230.
0: (laughs) It's too late. The story's over.
5: (laughs) we have already failed by 30 minutes.
0: (laughs) As you haul yourself up the final stretch to the top of the hill, the ice abruptly gives way to a paved stone again. Standing before you and surrounding the manor is a 10-foot stone wall half frozen over in the bitter wind you can see the stone path leading up to the front door through the large closed iron gate set into the wall next to it a single barred and shuttered window is cut into the stone candlelight streaming out from between the cracks
5: we approach the window
0: okay seems reasonable is this is something we
5: investigate
0: i mean you could like either investigate it or you could you know knock or whatever I would investigate. Yeah. I, I,
5: I plan on not I'll investigate first. Yeah, let's do that. I rolled a modified 20.
2: Okay. My six doesn't work, so we'll go with you. Okay. <laughs> with
0: the 20, you see that uh, this is definitely a guard house. Uh, this window is barred shut, completely closed. You do see light kind of coming out through some of the cracks. If you kind of peek a little bit at one of the cracks, you can see this kind of sleepy guard sitting inside. So, should should,
3: should we go around the guard? I, I don't think he's going to believe that there's ghosts coming to take his boss.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, it's...
5: it's a good point. I don't know if we have the time to be trying to explain ourselves.
2: Yes, sure. we are running out of time. We just should probably just go ahead.
0: Should I just pick the lock then?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. If
5: you think that would be quiet and then climbing over, then yeah, let's do that.
0: Okay, I, I, I can I can try to do it stealthily. Appreciate. It. Okay, stealth check is a twenty-one, and then this gate is locked from the inside, so he's having to reach in to try to get the lock. Um, I can't quite reach it. Can someone give me a boost? And Ruinedas. Thank you. As the
5: last human character.
3: <laughs> I'm a human. I'm just short.
0: <laughs> well, I'm shorter. I'm only three foot tall. <laughs> Yeah, Rowan is 6'3", so... Yeah. So you, like, tower over this poor little halfling. <laughs> All right. And with the bonus, he doesn't quite get the lock. He will try again. He keeps missing it by one. <laughs> <laughs> very heavy, so I'm fine holding you while you figure it out.
1: Did you Did you cast Guidance on him? I was gonna say if if everything fails, I can. Oh yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, let me cast guidance on him. It, or I could try to charm person for the guard.
0: Whichever you would prefer.
1: Uh, let's go with the guidance route first.
0: All right.
1: Hey little buddy, let's uh let's uh let's try this. I can be hadn't done
5: that the whole time.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of takes a little bit of energy. It's, it expends a lot of effort. I'm Got sure.
5: It. See, <laughs> so If you had wasted our time and done that from the beginning, we'd already be inside by now. <laughs> I just hear them, but they're whispering, arguing.
2: Whisper, <laughs> argue, yes. I don't know
5: quite know how to do this accent with a whisper.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> kind hard to do. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of accents are hard to do on a whisper. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Avery is able to open the lock. And stealthily open the gate. You push your way through. As you start making your way toward the main house, you see this one guard on patrol. He looks like he's pissed off to be standing out in the cold.
5: Good thing you said that child push the smell, right?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead and cast a charm. Or do you want to finish, Scary? Sorry.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, at that, that you were done. Uh, he, he stands guard on the far side of the courtyard. Uh, he isn't looking in your direction at the moment. You get the feeling that you probably could try to sneak by him if you wanted to. Or you could try your charm person idea.
1: Uh, is there somewhere where I could shoot this, like a, one of the things from my sling to where he'd have to go investigate it? Like, that's I, away from us?
2: I can use prestidigitation to have something move over... On oh, the yeah. far side of the wall.
5: Mm-hmm. Whose footprints are those? We're at the mm-hmm. beginning of your Solid now.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <You're a> little... <sighs>
3: oh, can we all be in boxes except their present- presents? <laughs>
0: Brilliant. I-, I figured you were all like uh, like wearing Christmas trees, and just moving <laughs> the whole tree as you go.
2: And, and it jingles, jingles every time. Over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, Udalin will uh, make some branches on a tree over by the other far side near the wall, uh, move, and catch the guard's eye, hopefully.
0: Okay. He notices it, and he goes to investigate. We
5: sneak by. Sneak, okay. sneak, sneak.
0: Roll your stealth as you go by.
5: I rolled a natural 20. 18.
1: I'm
2: gonna... Oodlin. I was,
1: was going to try to cast
2: Guidance for you guys. Udlin's old bones don't creak this time, so he's good. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got 17.
0: Well, the good news is you do have the wind howling to kind of help with the sound, so you don't need a really high check. Too bad, because we killed it. Right? Darn. Yeah, I know. Where was this on the ice? Damn it. <laughs> I mean, if you tried uh... to be very stealthy on the ice, you would have been great. <laughs>
1: Very true. We don't get advantage or anything. Oh, did you fall down? Uh. Did you get okay. bold? I got a six <laughs> with. The, okay, there it is. But I thought maybe with the distraction, we might get some sort of.
0: I'm adding a bonus basically to everyone's roll it. because of Jeez, the wind. Okay. So. You-
2: <laughs> Environmental conditions. Yay.
0: Yeah. you're walking, and uh, you definitely step on like a stick that crunches really loud and just snaps. And so you stop for a second and look over at the guard who turns the other direction because he (laughs) thinks he can't run that way. (laughs) Uh,
2: My digitation is a cantrip, so I'll make something a move over there so he'll go chase that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
5: There's one thing gaming taught me. It's that guards are easily fooled. Yes. All right.
0: All right. So now that you've made it to the front steps of... Scrooge's Mansion. Without the buildings to buffer it, the bitter wind cuts through you as Scrooge's Manor looms above. Three stories of imposing stone and iron rest on the hill, towering over everything for miles. It's a grand building, but you cannot help but notice that it seems to be in disrepair. A few shingles are missing, and more than one window is boarded up. The only light coming from the manor is a soft glow from a third-floor window. Give me an insight check. 21. Alright, with that, you definitely notice a thin line of smoke coming from a chimney near the window. Most likely, someone has left the fire smoldering for warmth while they sleep. As you make your way inside, your steps echo on the hard stone floor of the entry hall as you finally leave behind the cold air and the sluggish guards. Each sound you make is rebuked by the silence that hangs in the air and hovers over the worn carpet and old curtains. It feels as real as the dust that sits on the empty pedestals and unlit lamps that reaches up the pillars that stretch above you, disappearing into the shadows. It creeps up the twin staircases, curling along the far side of the room, and languishes on the balcony. As your foot lands on the first step, a bell begins to toll that shatters the silence. The church bells have begun to chime midnight. What do you do? I mean, oh, too late.
5: Well, see, no, <laughs>
3: yeah, we, turn back around. I, I, I think we should immediately run upstairs. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're right. I mean, there's no time for hurt, stealth. Yeah. There's no time for anything else. We, we. Book it up the stairs.
0: All right. You lurch up the stairs, two at a time, the chimes racing with you. Eleven. On the balcony, a plain door sits to your right, and a hallway stretches out to the left. A tired patrolman's jaw drops at the sight of you, and he stammers for words. But before you is a flight of stairs leading to the third floor. Ten. You charge up the flight of stairs. Nine. Grabbing hold of the railing, you pivot your momentum up the next flight, legs burning. 8. You arrive at the landing, breathing heavily. The floor is dark and clearly has few visitors. Three hallways stretch out before you. The two outer hallways are left dark with dust on the floor. The third center hallway has windows, a worn dark carpet, and at the end you can see large double doors. 7. You race down the hallway, your legs pounding away at the carpet. Six. The hallway seems to stretch forever, keeping the door just outside your reach as you hear... Five. You all slam into the doors and they bulge under the sheer weight of your combined mass, but they throw you all back to the ground. They do not open. Four. Scrambling for the doors, you search for the lock. Every is able to find the lock and realize... The door opens outward.
5: Three. We needed the rogue for that.
0: (laughs) Two. You drag the doors open. One. You throw yourself over the threshold. The doors slam shut behind you. You make it inside. You find yourself in a large but strangely sparse room for its size. There's a large four-poster bed on the far side of the room with its curtains drawn. There's a fireplace to the left, still radiating heat from its low embers. The door to the balcony across from the hearth is open despite the cold night air. There's a desk and chair in the corner covered in old notes and a half-hidden dark purple book. As you near the bed, you see an old man wearing a nightcap and robes, his medallion of office hanging around his neck. He stares slack-jawed, bolting up and sputtering out a horse. How did you get in here? Through the door. I am the spirit of Christmas past. A voice as clear as the twelfth bell responds from the balcony behind you. The voice is then followed by a young woman. She wears a flowing white robe that flutters behind her as she moves. You cannot be certain if she is actually touching the ground. Long past? Your past says the spirit gliding over to the bed and raising an outstretched hand we must away her eyes settle on you there is much work ahead of us for this night cautiously scrooge takes her hand as she leads him to the double doors by which you just entered they open before her and a blinding light fills the room as she and scrooge step through him he never looks at you as he crosses by Give me an insight check.
5: That's pretty rude. I did bad that time. I rolled a
2: six. Yeah, I rolled an eight. 16? Uh, Nine. All right.
0: With the 16, Dermot is the only one to realize Scrooge can't see you.
5: All the players realize that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only the ghosts can see you.
5: Guys, I, I don't, I don't think that he can see us. So, so we're here. Are we are we supposed to go through the, the light there, or are we just wait here for, for when they get back. The, the ghost saw us, right?
0: Yes, the ghost saw you and said there is much work ahead of us this night. Looking at you, uh, you you would assume she was directing that to you.
3: S- <laughs> spec, spec, specter, can can you, can you see us?
0: She's not in the room right now. They went through the, the double doors. <laughs>
5: Ren moves over to the uh, light to see if it like shuts or disappears as he approaches.
0: It does not shut. It does not disappear.
2: Yeah, Udolin would suggest we should probably go with them.
0: And we beg, get going. And
2: Ren oh, walks. Oh man, down. I was afraid of that.
5: <laughs> Stayed home today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so you all decide to go through the light
2: by fire, but yes. <laughs> It's been nice seeing you fire
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so you follow after them and you squint your eyes to adjust to the harsh light as soon as your vision settles you find yourself standing in a boarding school classroom a young ebenezer scrooge sits in the class listening intently to his teacher near the head of the classroom stand the spirit and scrooge who mutters to himself i remember this place i used to attend here Spirit, why have you brought me back to my old school? Do you intend to show me every moment of my wasted youth? Bah, humbug! He said it. He said it. He said it. The spirit says nothing, and the class gets up to leave. As you watch, young Ebenezer is approached by a tall man. His proportions seem ever so slightly off. His arms too long, his face too perfect and somehow he seems uncomfortable in his own skin, as if he is more a creature than a man. This creature leans down and whispers to young Ebenezer while the present-day Scrooge leans forward, straining to hear. Suddenly, shadows spring to life around the room, surrounding young Ebenezer and the creature. One of the shadows dives toward the creature and then disappears. The remaining ones silently turn their attention toward you. And we're rolling for initiative.
3: Ooh, okay. First initiative.
0: All right, Dermot, what was your initiative?
3: Ten. I'm Dermot. Ten. (laughs) Ten.
0: Udalon.
2: Udalon got a nine.
0: Nine. Ruan. Twenty-two.
2: Twenty-two.
0: Nasian. Sixteen.
1: Sixteen.
0: And every what is his. Ooh. okay. He's going first. All right. So these shadows basically spring to life and are in the four corners of the room and they start making their way in towards you. You know, there was a fifth one also, but it went to this creature slash man that's talking to young Scrooge and just disappeared. And we are starting things off with Every. He will draw his rapier. And step up to this closest... Where is he? He's up here. Uh, he will step north in the room. Towards this shadowy creature. And he's going to stab at it with his rapier. And he hits with a 23. And does eight points of damage.
3: Well, that's good. And all of the damage went through? Yes. Okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> all right.
0: I'm trying to verify and make sure. I don't okay. see anything that says...
3: Okay, I was kind of weary about attacking, attacking, because they're shadow people.
1: <laughs> I know, I was thinking the same thing, too. I'm like, what spells are they immune to? What... Damage are they immune to?
0: You? They are not incorporeal.
1: What's the check that we need to make to make to for
0: that? Uh, would this be religion again, John and Five E?
2: No, it'd be Arcana.
0: Even for undead?
2: For undead, yes.
0: Okay, so it'd be Arcana.
2: Religion is usually for um, church and/or historical type things. <laughs> Dang, I'm open religion because my Arcana sucks. My religion is pretty good. I will do Arcana actually have a good stat in there.
0: Well, that is Every's turn. He's done some damage to this creature, or one of the creatures. And that brings us to Ruan.
5: Okay. Uh, Ruan is likewise going to move over to this other creature on the southern, the southeastern corner, and stab it, it with his rapier. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. In my features and traits, it says extra attack, two slash attack. Um, what are the I'm assuming that means I get to attack twice. Mm -hmm. What are the circumstances and uh, qualifiers for being able to do that?
2: Normal action followed by your extra attack. Uh, If it is a provoked activity, it is a reaction, not an action. So it's only during your action step.
5: That doesn't help. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I think you you should still be able to move and do the two attacks, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. My question. Yes, yes. Yes. You can move. Yeah, move is totally separate. Uh, it doesn't uh, affect your action at all. The only thing that move uh, is adjusted by is if you if you go from prone to standing.
5: Okay. Good to know. And then, is there any penalty associated with attacking twice, or is it just both attacks at my full bonus?
2: Both attacks full bonus.
5: Okay. Cool. Thank you. So I shall do said two attacks with my rapier. First attack is a natural 2, so we're just going to move move along. (laughs) Second attack is a natural 18, so that would be a 25. That's a hit. hit. That is 6 points of damage.
0: 6 points of damage.
5: Damage done. Damage
0: Damage done. Next up is Nasian.
1: Alright. He's going to I guess, step up and attack the same one He's gonna take a. What was that? Ten feet and go with Ruin. And make an attack with his Scimitar. And that is 15.
0: 15 hits.
1: And that is three points of damage.
0: Three points of damage. uh Okay. Next up in the initiative is Dermot.
3: Dermot is going to uh move 5 10 15 20 25 30 here and i'm gonna call out to the uh the crooked man Uh, and i'm gonna cast vicious mockery ooh uh and uh basically just say hey slender man get away from the kid and what do i need to do to do that you need to make a wisdom thing of dc15 yes
0: your spell seems to have no effect.
3: But it was really for the Shadowmen. You're going
0: for the main guy talking to Young Scrooge, right?
3: What? Well, yeah. The, the shadow monster that went into Scrooge is who I'm going for.
0: You don't know or, that uh, we, you don't know that it went into him. Oh. It just went to him and disappeared. Now that you're closer, you can do a perception check.
3: Okay, cool. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, it's going to be terrible. Uh, perception, or religion, or arcana.
0: Perception. Cool.
3: Or twenty.
0: Twenty. That is enough to notice that this tall, slender man is carrying this package, which appears to contain a deep purple book. But as you're looking at this package, you see the the shape of one of these shadowy creatures wrapped around the tall slender man's arm. And it's almost like every time you try to look at the book, it's like you can't focus on it. Kind of like a perception filter kind of thing. You look at it, and then you immediately look away. And you try to go back to it, and you keep looking away.
3: So, um, if my goal was to hit that shadow monster, and I do see him, would it have hit if it, if, if it you know was able to hit?
0: Um, considering it has immunity. immunity to these mind affecting effects it didn't do anything.
5: Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Can I, can I put in a quick aside? This is making me think of the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2 when the nobodies are like swirling around things and like they steal not just the photographs, but the word photo.
2: Huh.
3: Hmm. Ah, so we don't know
2: the word for book anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we just can't find the book.
3: Okay. Well my 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 thing failed. But I did get uh, well, I don't know. Why don't you I just did... be boring
5: and attack it like everyone else?
3: Because also I couldn't get there quick enough. Only thirty feet. I mean there's that. And I don't have any really good barred offensive spells. She's just
1: throwing your loot at it? <laughs> there you go. El Kabong. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Alright. Uh well that will bring us to Udalon.
2: Uh Udalon is going to do a Arcana check on the shadowy figures. Okay.
5: I love how the only person that can know what's going on is the last person in the initiative order. That's
2: <laughs> that sucks, yes. <laughs> uh Udalon got a 25.
0: Twenty-five. this is a very bizarre type of undead creature it is formed from shadows of things that do not exist they have semi-corporeal bodies that can shift and blend with shadows to pass through objects being brought into the light of day weakens them and they often do everything they can to keep to the shadows they are surprisingly social creatures and they thrive in areas of intrigue and rumor they usually move in groups as small as three or as large as up to a dozen. Uh, when they do, the largest one will rise to become the leader. When this happens, the subordinate ones will all dedicate themselves to the protection of that leader.
2: Okay, for... Am I correct in interpreting that they don't like light?
0: They do not like light.
2: Okay. So, Udon is going to move north towards every goody, every goody, <laughs> and uh he is going to use burning hands against the well wait a minute okay now now what udalan is going to do is uh he's going to he only has a 25 foot movement so he's going to move over to where dermot is and he's gonna to touch himself and give himself mage armor. Okay. And he'll he'll let everyone know that they don't like light, and he will hopefully have an action that can do something next. So. Okay.
0: That brings us to these creatures. Alright, each one is going to Well, the one next to Every doesn't have to move. He stays put. The one next to Ruan and Nasian doesn't have to move. And then the other two. One can move up to Dermot. One can move up to Udalan. So these creatures, these shadowy, semi-corporeal creatures, are each going to reach out to one of you. See how they do. Against every natural one. So that's a miss. Well, do we want to do... Uh, crit cards and stuff with these characters or just do misses with ones
2: i mean i like crit cards it's more fun with crit cards stuff. i mean i miss yeah. that part <laughs> it has a little flare
0: uh this was with a i don't know what to classify this as
2: uh it would be a touch right
0: yeah but my options are natural melee ranged or magic
2: melee any touch is a melee
0: but you can have natural attacks with melee
2: uh, usually a natural is reserved for animal attack.
0: Because, yeah, this one, even with melee, it doesn't do anything. It's drop your weapon.
2: His hand falls off. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> he starts
3: kicking you with his feet. It's like that knight from uh,
2: from the Holy Grail. Come back here, I'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> bite your ankles.
0: Okay, I might go with natural for this one, because I, I, I went ahead and clicked all three for melee, magic, and natural. Natural is the only one that really does anything. Okay. Okay. Fumble card for this creature. And it is called the Winds of Change. You threaten no squares for 1d6 rounds. And so... And I rolled a six. So he's not threatening anybody for six rounds.
2: That could come in handy. Impotent Ghost. I like that. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) All right. The one to the southeast is got a choice between Ruan and Nasian. I will roll a D100, decide who he's going after. Uh, 50 and below is Ruan, 51 and higher is Nasian. That's a three, so it's going after Blame. Ruan. It's a natural 19 on the die, so that's gonna be 26 to hit. And Ruan takes eight points of necrotic damage.
5: Ooh, that's not fun. Necrotic damage, that hurts more than the regular kind. Yes, it does. A little bit. That's exactly the same damage I took by getting hit in the head with shankles.
0: All right. And I also need Ruan to make a strength or a dexterity save.
5: That didn't happen with the shankles. <laughs> dexterity, it is. Uh, Seventeen.
0: All right. You are able to break off a grapple.
5: That would that would have been very rude.
0: All right. Then we got the one against Udalon. That is a
2: 13. Udalon Mage Armor has given him a fifteen, so he's good.
0: Okay. And against Dermot. As a twenty-one.
3: You know that it does. I don't know what you know that it
0: does. I'm just making sure. I don't know what your numbers are <laughs> without looking at your character sheets. Alright, and that is seven points of necrotic damage. And I need you to make either a strength or dexterity save. Let's go Dex. Twenty-four. You're able to shake off the grapple. All right, that's the end of round one. Back to the top of the round with Every. Uh, He is going to reach out and stab at this uh, creature in front of him. And hit with a twenty-two. He does 11 points of damage.
5: Good stab. Good, good stab.
0: Stabby, stabby. Alright, that's it for him. Next up is Ruan.
5: Alrighty, two stab attacks with my Ripia. Is a 23 to hit. That's a hit. First attack, which will do 10 points of damage. Nice. And the second attack is a natural three.
0: Sure, that misses yes so it'd be a 10 total yep that misses so you're, you're doing well with getting like these half of your attacks hitting
5: that's the benefit of rolling two attacks
0: true <laughs> all right um question john if how does sneak attack work in 5e
2: uh you mean if you have a sneak attack at, at uh Addition to when you're rolling?
0: Yeah, because it says once per turn, deal extra damage to one creature hit if attacked with advantage using finesse or ranged weapon.
1: So anytime you have advantage against him, you would get a sneak attack in. But an advantage for 5e, which I was reading actually, I was like, oh, that's cool. You don't have to flank him. You just have to be near the other guy.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) kind of a surprise. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times a sneak attack also is that you're um, you have an ally there as well.
0: Mm -hmm. What a case where this creature doesn't threaten anybody for six rounds, leave him open to a sneak attack?
2: Yes, because he cannot be be he's not expecting an attack because he hasn't done anything he hasn't attacked anything.
0: Well in that case I'm going to go ahead and add on uh, Evry's sneak attack damage then.
2: Yay!
5: This goes on for six rounds.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't, because he kills it.
2: Okay, well, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Way to get it, That
0: was was another 14 points of damage on the sneak attack.
3: How do you know how much sneak attack? Because I have finesse, so would I get sneak attack with my rapier?
0: Mine's got an action that says sneak attack, and it has in my uh, weapons area, it says sneak attack adds an additional 4d6.
3: So what does finesse do to me. finesse as
0: uh, you get dexterity, I think, instead of strength.
3: Correct. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's plus five. Perfect. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Alright, so one of these creatures is dead. Yeah. Okay. Nassian.
1: Uh, he is going to try something a little different this time, and he's going to uh, do poison spray on this guy. So, uh, let's see. Project a puff of noxious gas at the creature and the creature must make a constitution saving throw or take 2d 12 poison damage so knowing nausea and i'm pretty sure you hear like a little bit of bubbling and then like an exhale <laughs> and then uh that's his cockpoo dude constitution
2: saving like, I spawn rip. <laughs> dude you've been gassed <laughs>
0: you well, is... I play Primal Rage? <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. I loved that game. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too.
0: Uh, that is a natty nineteen on the
2: die. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, the DC save is fifteen, I believe, for this one.
2: Uh, is that a cantrip or is it a spell? A uh, cantrip. Oh, yeah. You don't have potent cantrip, do you? No. Okay. Oh no. It'd very... be listed in the right section. Under traits.
1: Negative, unfortunately.
2: Okay. Alrighty.
0: Moving on. Dermot. Uh, Dermot
3: is going to uh, draw his rapier and attack.
5: Okay. A lot of rapiers in this group.
3: Yep. Do mm. better that or a dagger? Uh, 21. That's a hit. Sweet, sweet, sweet. One d 8 one d 8 So, six pi. Six pi. It says pi right here. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it means piercing, but
5: I like six pi. Six pi. Yeah, I like the idea of six pi damage.
2: (laughs) Totally better than normal. We'll go with six pi. I've taken that on Thanksgiving.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that will bring us to Oodalon.
2: (laughs) Oodalon is going to... Uh, create a flaming sphere behind the specter uh, to its uh, west, right here, and he's going to slam the sphere into him. Hopefully he doesn't like light. Okay. And I'm casting it at third level. And
0: you put it, like, there?
2: Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, right just south of that, right there, so that it is right beside him, and I'm going to slam it into him. That's my And when I slam it into him, he needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Out of the box.
0: That is a 16.
2: Okay, uh, he saves, but he still takes half the damage. Okay. So it's 3d6 damage. twelve is the total on the die, so he takes half of that, so 6. 6 damage.
0: 6 seems to be the number for the first attack on these guys.
2: Yes, and the flaming sphere is still there, so I'm hoping he doesn't like it and moves. Okay. Well,
0: it is their turn. So the one with Ruan and Nastian. Let's see. He's going to go after Nastian this time, because he wasn't able to Grab onto Ruan. It's a natural 20. Better you than me. <laughs> and there are no confirmations. Darn. <laughs> uh, looks like this one's just double damage. Ew. So that is 10 points of damage, of necrotic damage. And I need you to make a strength or dexterity save.
1: Let's go with a dexterity save, and that is a 16.
0: All right, you're able to shake off the grapple. All right, we have one over here near Dermot, and that is a 16. That's another hit. And that is six points of necrotic damage, another strength or dexterity save. Natural 20. Alright, you shake it off. Uh, This guy near Udalon doesn't like the light. So he's going to move over across in front of Udalon, But he's going to go ahead and attack Udalon again. Oh darn. Uh, That is a 16. That hits. That is 8 points of necrotic damage. Need Udalon to make a uh, strength or dexterity save.
2: Uh, Udalon's going to do a dexterity save. He got an 18. You shake it off. And it's eight points of necrotic damage. Yes. Okay.
0: All right, and that's all of these guys that are left because Evry killed one of them, and it is back to the top of the round with Evry see he's the little guy so he's going to try to run into the one that's closest to him but he doesn't have a lot of speed okay. hey he's actually got enough to get there so he's going to run over and help udalan i'm coming grandpa i'm coming <laughs> you will roll to attack this guy that's a natural two. Ooh. oh no he was doing so well
3: so where you put him is like, it's a it's a school room. So where you put him is like on the, on the desk. I imagine him under the desk trying to <laughs> to stab at the guy's ankles.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Cute fit. <laughs>
5: hmm
0: He wouldn't even have to duck, really. All right. Uh, that brings us to Ruan.
5: So Ruan is going to attack again with his rapier twice like normal. First attack is an 18. That hits. Ooh, max damage, 12 points of damage.
0: And you kill this one.
5: Yay. Nice. Yay! So, does that mean I can move and take my second attack? Yes. Nice. So, um, can you explain to me the rules for flanking real quick? We don't
1: have one. Yeah, so there's no flanking in 5e, right? No. Okay.
5: Well, then I'm just going to go up to move over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet to the west and stab at this other creature, the one that is bothering Dermot. Oh, he's bothering me a lot. It's a 16 hit. Yes, it does. Nice. Uh, Nine points of damage on this one.
0: Nine points of damage. All right. Damage dealt. Two of these things are dead now. Nasian.
1: All right, he doesn't have quite that much movement speed to get over to where the guys are, so let's see what he can do. Okay, so he can move close to there, so he's still fairly far away from the the one that uh, Dermint and Ruin are attacking. Not close enough to use his scimitar, so he's going to take another rip and unleash his poison spray again.
0: Okay. So that's a constitution save? Uh,
1: yep, yeah, with ad D15.
0: That is a 9.
1: Ooh, alright. Uh, so then that is 2d12 points of poison damage. 17.
0: 17, and you kill this one.
1: Nice uh, nice exhale, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, one left. It's Dermot's turn.
1: Um.
3: Well, um, he can get over there, so he's going to to help. So he's going to take. I know these don't exist, but it is a five foot step. Yeah, and S- swing with his rapier. Uh, okay. Um, twenty one. That hits. Uh, and that is
2: nine points of
0: damage. Okay, damage dealt. Next up would be Udalon.
2: Okay, so... Udalon is going to use Firebolt against the specter that's right beside him. So what happens to your Flaming Sphere? Uh, well, as long as I don't lose concentration, it's still his here, and I can still use it. Ooh, nice. So... The... I got an 18 on the Firebolt. That hits. Uh... for 16 damage and you kill this one what (laughs) Uh, and as my bonus action i'm going to move the flaming sphere five feet over to the specter that's at the book okay and udalan will say i suggest you leave
1: (laughs) okay so oh, hey, while well, he's doing that, is movement the same as in Pathfinder, where, like, the cross movement is the first cross is five, the first diagonal is five, and then they're ten after that?
2: No, they're just both five. They're all five? Okay. Okay.
0: Um, so you move this closer, and the the shadow creature that's wrapped around this thing's arm is kind of pulls away from the light of this a bit, but doesn't doesn't leave. You get the feeling that the the large slender man himself is more of a uh, reflection of the past and not actually the creature itself, so it doesn't react.
2: Okay, but the specter is still there. It is still there. Yay! If is it its turn?
0: It is, and it still stays where it's standing.
2: Okay, since it cool. ended its turn there, it takes damage. Okay. Is this like radiant heat damage? Uh, Yes. It's good to know because I also have the same.
1: I'm wondering how it works. Uh,
2: He takes ten points of fire damage. Okay. Give me an insight check. Uh, That's an eleven.
0: Eleven. You're not quite sure why. But this doesn't seem to react the same way as the other creatures
2: did. Hmm, interesting.
0: It still doesn't like the light, but it like the damage to it and everything isn't quite the same. And that brings us to every... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He can get up there next to it. And... He is going to... Try to stab at this thing with the, the rapier. Gets a natural 20. Ooh! But once again, the damage doesn't seem to really do anything to this thing. And he turns to you like, "I don't know what to do." I've, I've I've It's I stabbed the other ones. Why doesn't this one get hurt?
2: Uh Udalon is going to drop the sphere. Okay, because otherwise Avery would take damage. Sphere gone.
0: Uh and that will bring us to Ruan.
5: So, uh with that information what can I do to see if what else can be learned? I'm gonna actually move up north and talk to the ghost. Like, I what are we supposed to do now? We can't stab that thing.
0: She turns to look at you and says, "Cut through the lie."
5: Uh, oh, okay. Thanks, I guess. So he's gonna move up and uh, stab the book. Okay. With a twenty-two to hit,
0: that would hit, but no effect.
5: Well, I'm out of ideas,
0: Nascian.
1: <laughs> Can you take a nap? Is that a <laughs> option?
5: Um... There's no lying when you're asleep, except <laughs> lying
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to. He's he's even too far away to get close. So I guess he's just going to. He's going to get close to them, so he's going to get within striking distance. And um, so, can can I do a perception check on the young Ebenezer? Sure. And see if there's some sort of lie about him, like we're looking at. Uh, perception is a nine. Ugh.
0: Yeah, you're not sure. <laughs>
1: Alright, and so he is going to... Can I prepare an action, I guess? Like, just a dodge, I guess, if something happens? I don't... Because I don't want to do any action. You can.
0: Yeah, Okay. you can. Or you can do an insight check to get more information.
2: Yes, because
1: oh, that's key. Insight check, I didn't know about that. Okay, let's do that then. Uh, that's a 19.
0: Alright. With that, you piece together looking at this creature, you realize that as you try to look at the book, the creature is kind of obscuring your view, kind of hiding what it is. Creating a lie. The ghost told you to cut through the lie. Using a rapier is a stab, not a cut. Oh, you've gotta be kidding me.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Alright, so do I still get my attack bin, or... Was that it? Okay, so then I'm gonna use my scimitar, snowy, with my newfound knowledge, to slash through the lie. Oh God, that's a seven. Oh.
0: That that's a miss. <laughs> but you have the right idea. <laughs> hey man, you guys gotta like
1: slash, but not like stabby stab. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I do have a knife.
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, that brings us to Dermot.
3: So I was looking at the knife. The dagger is also piercing, so I don't have anything to slash with.
1: Oh, are daggers only piercing in 5e? It says
3: um, before the dagger, may they arrange a weapon plus 5 to hit.
2: Swords do slashing.
1: Because in um,
3: Pathfinder, daggers are slashing and piercing, right? Yeah, one d4 piercing damage. There's nothing that says
2: slasher. Yeah, you'd have to do use a, either a sword or a regular knife. I have a regular knife.
3: So since since I really can't, I can't do anything with this, I don't have any spells that slash. Um, so I'm just gonna. Can you stop the lie? No. <laughs> you have to you have to cut through it. No. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna heal. Uh, I'm gonna take one of these potions that I got. With all the money that I had, bought nothing but potions. So they gave me like 15 potions. That's that's legal, right?
1: Right. Hmm. That's what I did. (laughs)
0: Sure.
3: (laughs) Okay. So I'll take one, and that's four plus.
1: Although we both have to roll disadvantage on stealth checks, probably. (laughs) Just clinking. Yeah, because
3: we're clinking. Clink clink.
5: (laughs) If you ever fall, they all break. Break. (laughs) Which means they all broke on the ice already. Oh no! (laughs)
3: No, 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 they were in plastic bottles. Okay, well, y'all can continue, because I I cannot contribute to this
0: right here. All right. Brings us to Oodalon.
2: Oodalon is going to run over beside young Ebenezer and take out his knife and slash the specter. Okay. With it. Okay. he got a whopping eight. Anybody want to borrow my knife? That's a miss. Yeah, I, I'm going to toss my knife to ruin and say, here, try this. <laughs> Someone take this knife.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, the creature is not really doing anything, or the lie is not doing anything. Uh, he's still wrapped around this larger creature's arm and obscuring the book. Um, brings us to every who does not have any slashing weapons whatsoever doesn't have a knife so he is going to hold his action at Ruan
5: I'm so fucking pissed about this he (laughs) throws his rapier in the direction of the ghost in frustration fine if we're going to hang up the fate of this town on a stupid technicality he draws his scimitar and attacks twice can't fucking believe this. (laughs) It's an 18 on the first attack.
2: That's a hit.
5: It's nine points of damage.
0: And you are able to slice away the lie.
5: Oh, great. Now, what did that do? (laughs) Can't we pierce through to see the truth? (laughs) I mean, if we're just playing stupid word games here.
0: (laughs) But now you are able to get a full glimpse of this purple book and it shows these arcane symbols on its cover. Give me an arcana check.
5: I've got got a big fat zero on that.
2: I got a 16.
0: Udalan is able to tell that these are symbols of necromancy. This creature appears to be handing a book of necromancy to Young Scrooge.
5: Hold on, it's the same book that was on his desk, right? I think so.
0: And you hear present-day Scrooge behind you. He says, I'd forgotten this man. He offered to help me when I got older. Was there some price to it, spirit? Scrooge asks, turning, but the spirit disappears. Huh. Did I give something up? I wasn't supposed to. He whispers as he makes his way back through the doors and enters his bedroom. As his feet cross the doorway, the schoolroom begins to fade away and you hurry to follow him.
5: No, wait, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> somebody, somebody pick up, what's his name? Everyman? <laughs> Every, run, hurry. Uh, Scrooge eyes the desk in the corner where the purple book lies. What did he want? Clearly drained from the strange experience, Scrooge returns to his bed and eventually falls asleep.
5: With the five of us awkwardly standing over him. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would probably find that this is a good time to take a rest, if you would like to.
3: We can take a rest. I have a rest song.
0: <laughs> all right. You guys all find a place in the room to lay down. You take a short rest. And I will see you back for part two.